Did you know Jacques Demare? Like, am I the only one who knew this that Jacques Demare didn't know how to read? Who's Jacques Demare? Uh, he's one. Of, he's one of those like five coaches that is only allowed to. You mean Jacques Lemaire? Wait, Jacques Demare's. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's because I saw it's. <laughs> I saw uh, it's BC Jim. Uh, yeah. Do this post, and I saw okay. the name Jacques Demare, and I'm like, well, that person was born to be an NHL coach I that mean, yeah. rotates between Montreal and then like maybe Florida and Boston. No, it's a Canadian <laughs> senator. I totally mixed it up with. <laughs> well, wait, no, he was. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm wrong. He was. He was. Okay, Chuck Demers is a former uh-huh. Canadian senator. Jack Adams Award winner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Became an analyst for Habs games. He's nominated by Harper and twenty. Okay, anyways. Okay, so he's he, both. Is he a coach? Okay, hold on. Okay, yeah, literacy struggled. In two thousand five, he released a biography, which he revealed that he's functionally literate. Okay, so wow. I am thinking of Jacques Lemaire, inventor of the trap. L-E-M-A-I-R-E, who coached the New Jersey Devils and Minnesota Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is also a Jacques Demare, who I have never heard of. Yes. At least I don't think so. It's possible that any time anyone talked about him, I just assumed they were talking about. Yeah, okay. Is a former Canadian senator, former broadcaster, and former ice hockey head coach. Um, Yeah, I coached the Red Wings, got some Adams for that. Oh, okay. In the Crazy. late 80s, though. What the hell were the... I just assume everybody 80s? who uh, has a history with the NHL can't read. It explains a lot. Um, damn, that's why It sounds like his it came from his ad story now that I'm reading about it. But, oh, yeah. This is but, terrible. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Wait, nice way to start. This, this was a real... This terrible. is a... Yeah, that was a real... Uh, <laughs> great cold open, guys. Roller coaster <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, what a yeah, what a great way to start things. I saw off. I saw something shiny and didn't know it wasn't very nice. Uh, I thought you were doing the the like uh, the Austin Watson thing where you just combine two names together and and think it's a different guy. Like I thought you were doing Jacques Lemaire and Jason Demare. Uh, but no, this is a real guy. So good for you, real guy. It's a real guy. Yeah, congratulations on Thank getting you, uh, a, a guy right. Um, thank you. Thank I you never for heard of the him, worst so. cold opening ever. Please yeah. don't put this in the cold open. <laughs> put it somewhere else. Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. I sing you now about the four time, baby, but you know that I got nothing to say. It's a charming All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I'm your host, Jackson McDonald. With me, as usual. Good afternoon. It's Vyasteran. And Ollie Hoyt. I don't know time zones. are you boys doing today? Very, uh, very, very okay. I think, I think average. I think average. It's it's nice outside. There's that. Well, you, uh. Back to average. Yeah. You, uh. Yeah, it's supposed to have been raining this whole month, but. You passed the test, right? I passed the most important tests. Okay. Now, 
I know that some people will assume you can call me a certain title. I cannot yeah. yet. Okay. Uh, there is, it's like, there's a six part. The, the whole thing is six parts. And right. I, the, the bar exam part of it is the hardest. And I got sure. through that, but I was a very stupid idiot and was very distracted during a couple other small exams. And okay. so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make some stuff up in a month, but okay, yeah, like one sure. day's worth of work uh, a month from now. So, what is the uh, LSAT? That is to get into law school. Okay, yeah, man, they make so that's, you. That's the entrance. they make you take a test to get into law school, and then they make you take a You're test. You're just leaving money on the leave. table. What are you guys doing? Every other <laughs> fucking. I mean, I guess that's not true. I guess like I just saying this every somebody... post grad thing has a test to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, fair enough. I'm just saying this is someone who you know did one year of community college where they would let anybody in, but that seems like the wise thing to do. You yeah, let in a bunch Canada, of idiots in and let them fail, and then you know make a bunch of money. But they whatever. do that in the states because everybody can just randomly open up a law school, um, and so you can that get rocks. in with the worst grades ever, or sometimes. Uh, or like with the worst else set ever. Or I'm going to move to America and start a law school, but I'm going to teach my old laws my or my own laws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you can uh, like you, you still get charged uh, a huge amount and you'll never make that money back. You will always Fair. be dead if you go to that like shitty. Uh, if you go to McDonald's like Hollywood upstairs, law. legal, legal. <laughs> which yeah. Yeah. those places exist. Uh, there's a whole school that I kept getting emails from that was called the, okay, it used to be called the Antonin Scalia School of Law. Hell but yeah. spell that out, that's ass law. And so they had to change the name. Uh, that's great. That's just, that's just a fun one for you. Uh, but yeah, I I honestly, I, I still haven't let it uh, sunk in because this is like what everything has been culminating to. And sure. the two little things I have to make up are like absolutely nothing. Yeah, still um, makes it slightly anticlimactic though because it's like, well, wow, I'm not. Oh yeah. god, yeah, <laughs> fuck. That was that. Yeah, that was my first whole day. I was like bitter and just angry and like just so annoyed. And when people find out, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like they're like dropping their drinks and hearing about it. And I'm like, uh, this "Cody just posted society. orange oh. creamsicle Twizzlers in the chat. Those look good." Oh, let's check it out. Yeah, those look really good. I want to try those. I don't know. Filled twist hmm. cream pop. I'd, I'd try one. I'd give I'd give it a try. Yeah. Our boy Dan Murphy is here uh, interviewing Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, no way. You're right. What the yeah. hell? I guess he's oh, covering. Cool. Uh, I I am always happy to see Murph and John and John doing playoff games. Yeah. I, I wish, don't understand I wish why they don't do it more. Were, I wish John and John were doing. I mean, if they wanted to covering these games, because I really don't like any of the other sports. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Uh, I know this is not like the most popular take, but I do like Harn. Um, Harn's good. Harn is good yeah. at his job. Yeah, uh, I it's the color, yeah. uh, not his color, his color. Is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's the color. Not, that reminds me of a time I was we were I was having dinner with my dad and like my uh, stepsister and her boyfriend at the time, I think. And my dad was talking, we were talking about sports and my dad mentioned like the, the color guy for like, like yada, yada, yada. And the, and the, my, uh, my stepsister's boyfriend thought he said the colored guy. <laughs> and then, and we had to like stop everything and be like, no, like color commentary. That's not what's happening. Yeah. Um, 
no yeah i agree like oh, none of their fantastic. other none of their uh, other color analysts are very good and uh you know who should have that job is uh kevin bieksa he should yeah. be doing color commentary that'd be, that'd or be you know what this might be unpopular to some people but i actually think uh anthony stewart would probably be really pretty good at it too i like anthony stewart but a lot of people don't i don't know i think anthony stewart is like it's kind of like having a good defenseman. Like I don't notice him much. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't remember what he says to be honest. But it, but, but I, it, I don't remember getting mad at the things he says, which yes, automatically puts him well into the top third of. Amazon. He's Absolutely. got more personality. That is a high bar to clear than he shows on the panel because I think like Kevin Bieksa just steals all the spotlight on the panel. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, I used to work for a guy who was a huge hockey fan who would listen to. Like, uh, and he was like a, he was a Canucks fan and a Leafs fan. Um, cause he's from Ontario and, uh, he would listen to like whatever fucking like, uh, out East, like morning show or whatever with yep. Justin Bourne and Anthony Stewart and some other people, Jeff Merrick, I think maybe. And it was, it was not bad, like for what it was. Um, yeah, which obviously like have, uh... my bar is quite low for that sort of thing. So. Yeah, um, I don't he, know what he's had a long think, but... like he's clearly had some staying power on Sportsnet. Like he, maybe he was brought on to fulfill something that the network thought you know they wanted for PR reasons. But he's he's had a lot of staying power. Uh, he stuck around, and I have heard the same that a lot of people really like the radio show. Like he yeah. gets more, he's he gets fun. more, bre- <clears throat> he gets more breathing room, so to speak, yeah. uh, on the radio show, and gets to be more himself, and you get to see more personal. Maybe I'm just biased because we have we own the same suit. But I was gonna say this is a conflict of interest, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Uh, what else is in the news? Did you uh, did you catch did you catch the BX uh, Friedman uh, fanfic no. moment? No. Oh, uh, this is hard to do on an audio podcast. But, sure. Uh, plenty of people probably probably saw it, but Friedman and BX are sitting next to each other on the panel, and Friedman's like talking with his hands, right? Sure. Uh, and when he is kind of motioning to Bieksa while he's saying something or like sure. while Elliot's saying something, yeah. he puts his hand on the table kind of closer to Bieksa. Right. Uh, just, just to kind of get his attention. Right. And then, and Elliot keeps talking as he's saying that and he's talking to Bieksa and Bieksa knowing the camera's on him, yeah. just like reaches out and touches his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's a fantastic visual. It's, God, he it's, fucking it's rocks. So, so good. Like he, he knows he knows how to play this. And okay, I I know Jackson, you're watching the Colorado St. Louis I game am, yes, yeah. right now. You see the ad that's on right now. I know this is a pivoting, but yeah, we have to talk about this. Have you seen this Atco ad? It's an Alberta logistics and oil distribution company. No, and I think it's possible that we might be watching different streams because I didn't see that. Possible. Okay. Yeah. But maybe anyways, ad. Yeah. So the way I have to talk about this ad, this okay. Elliot, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, because I'm not currently watching. Okay. So I saw this ad last week on a bunch of games. So yeah, Atco is a logistics company. If you've seen near construction sites, the portable buildings they have where oh, yeah. the foreman will smoke weed in there, etc. Uh, they tend to be Atco. So it's an Alberta company. Um, like I said, oil distribution and sure. logistics. So there's this ad where it's uh, this little girl and I think her friend, uh, they're carrying in a wagon this uh, this tree, and they're going to go plant this tree somewhere. And they're walking through the town, and the song that's going on through, and I'll, I'll remind you again of this later, is okay. I'm Walking on Sunshine. Oh, so walk- I have I have seen so that commercial. I'll, okay, I'll continue. Yeah. So I've never pa- paid okay. attention oh, to what it was, though. I'll yeah, just, I'll just yeah. continue explaining it. 
Uh, so they're walking through the town, and slowly you realize the town that they're walking through is oh, fuck. fully burnt. Like, there yeah. are to- whole buildings that have been totaled by fire. Uh, oh. Some of these buildings are just fully black. And it looks like it looks like kind of an ironic video game commercial or something. Like, sure. oh, happy music, but like, oh, they live in a dystopia. Like, and it looks bleak. And they keep walking past these, like, broken sidewalks. Clearly, some, like, mass natural disasters happen. And they walk up to this field at this uh, school that says, ready to reopen soon. And they're trying to plant this tree. And clearly, there's some construction work going on by some guys from ACO. And the guy from ACO comes over, helps the girls uh, dig up a place so they can plant the tree. And it's all happy. They're all walking on sunshine. And then it pans to a school that is like that ATCO built, uh, a very like hastily put together school using ATCO uh, materials, just uh, like like an emergency school that's set up in the community. And it turns out that that never happened. And the town is supposed to be Lytton. And basically everybody in Lytton is super pissed about it uh, because they can't even, nobody can even enter Lytton. And ATCO never built a school. ATCO at most spent like a hundred grand, maybe providing, uh, I don't know, like a few ladders or something uh, to get cats out of trees. Like, yeah, it's it was it's a big controversy with the company, and they keep putting the ad up, and it it's extremely bleak, and it uh, it just it makes it makes me feel really hopeless whenever I watch it. Yeah, and, that's fucked up. Yeah, like it's and the song yeah. again. I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah, that is uh, that is uh, extremely bad. It, idea. It, it it just feels like somebody who hates Litton and hates the people. That reminds me of like for being victims. I can't I death. can't remember. Like, there have been similarly like, wow, you really went with that. Uh, like that's very on the nose uh, commercials recently, but I can't off the top of my head. Uh, my favorite commercial and Vias will attest to this is the Aaron Paul bet 365 <laughs> commercial. Oh, did we watch that one together? Yes, <sighs> we did. Where uh, I'm sorry. We're just doing like 20 minutes off the hop of the best yep. and worst commercials, which is honestly something I've always wanted to do. So I'm taking the opportunity now, by the way, the first round of the playoffs just happened and it was probably the best first round in history. But anyways, uh, yeah, let me talk about this bet 365 uh, commercial. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's when he talks Canucks, about getting in game updates and then he looks down on his phone and it goes touchdown and he goes, nice and it's the best (laughs) like like he deserves an oscar for that commercial because it's just the it's the purest it's a great sell yeah and anytime i'm watching it with somebody else i'll point that out but what they really get a kick out of and i think you were the one to point it out to me is he looks like a spitting image of henrik sedin he really does he looks like yeah 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 something was bugging me about him and that's I did not realize that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's Henrik Sedin in a black leather jacket. It's punk Henrik Sedin. Because <laughs> I could never picture Henrik wearing a leather jacket. Uh, you guys wanted cool to... Cool to farm animals. You would never do that. I think either... I don't know. I mean, okay. So, obviously, thanks to everyone who stuck with us uh, while I worked on the 100th episode for like a month. Um doing various editing and coordinating (laughs) and yada 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 but you guys wanted to talk about that a little bit before we absolutely kind of get into the hockey stuff but what 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 was it that you wanted to say well well we just wanted to say i mean i think i could speak for elliot elliot will speak for me in a moment i'm sure that that was an amazing job you did oh Uh, yeah just for the fans like we didn't elliot and i 
we contributed our lines to it but outside of that we we uh, did very little contribution to it and so i just want to make sure the spotlight's on jackson for doing such a stellar job on celebrating the 100th episode and also taking the show in a really fun direction that like when i was hanging out with elliot the other day just working out uh maybe it was then we said it but like it would be great if the show like you know we didn't do an episode every week but we did these skits that were so uh, I was going to say, I I honestly wish the show was the show that the clip show made it seem like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Less um, frequent. We lock, but... we lock me in a room and we just make me do my extremely niche, stupid history jokes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, that was a, that was great. That was honestly maybe my favorite one, especially with the song that you found <laughs> yeah, the, the, string, was great. the string arrangement of holiday or whatever Elliot, um, do you want to explain why that like what you were doing with that because well, i think it's not so many people who i was yeah. just gonna say like that was a joke for the five other people who listened to revolutions <laughs> yeah yeah so i yeah. basically listened to Re- i was listening to revolutions a lot i mean obviously it's a podcast that lends itself to listening to like yes, listening to it absolutely. in bunches because you forget what's going on because it's like hey there's a whole bunch of like French guys that whose names I forget if I don't hear them for a week. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's tough to keep up with otherwise. So I was just like, what if we just did this, but about a hockey lockout or something completely unimportant and then just listen to it a bunch. So I just got the, you nailed the cadence of the cadence and like how he talks and the little ticks he does. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was actually really impressed how, like how much you hit the, the nail on the head with like yeah. the you know just the his his little asides and etc cetera, etc cetera. that's a <laughs> yeah. good yeah. show by the way it's a great show i i would definitely recommend it it's mike duncan and i know mike duncan also like wrote a book recently yes both of his books are very good if either of you guys want to read them let me know word sure oh what's it wait he wrote two i know he wrote, wrote the one about the the french person i don't know he wrote the one about the marquis de lafayette which i have actually right in front of me and then he has another one about the uh Follow the Roman Republic. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. one, uh, hell, actually. Yeah, I'd read the Rome one to start off with. Yeah. Sweet. Um, my favorite thing was doing the Santa Claus. Oh um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was special. I really <laughs> had no. So nobody. I will. It was just a, some BTS content here. Um, boy, boycott to vest sanctions. Oh, I thought um, we were getting into K-pop. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're trying to get more listeners for the uh, for the Santa Claus. Uh, nobody who was featured in that knew what they were doing. Like everybody <laughs> recorded their lines separately, and then I just edited it together. And so I was, oh, that's I was genius. I was really, really uh, looking forward to everybody who contributed, like Yerky. like just just being like, "Oh, that's why Jackson got me to say that like two months ago." <laughs> Um, and I was also very surprised that I was able to find a uh, really great interstitial music from the Santa Claus to use mm-hmm. for the trailer. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't like even, I didn't even really like research that until after I had everything recorded and I was like, fuck, I might have some trouble finding the music for this, but, um, I, I really yeah. think you should, um, definitely that one, you should mm-hmm. post that as a clip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I yeah. think people will get a big click, kick out of that. If you want to do like a screen record thing and post it on the okay. Twitter right, account, I'll, you could do that if you want. Yeah, okay. I'll take I also want to make something clear that like when Vyas said that we said that 
when we were hanging out that we should do more stuff like that. He meant specifically more fake movie trailers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We fake should movie do... trailers and fake jokes about other podcasts and what we they... should oh, do yeah. more skits. Honestly, other podcasts, if they were a Canucks podcast, that might be a fun bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think so. Um. Anyways, I think that's a that's a more that's than enough. enough time uh, bullshitting off the hop, man. We uh, oh, no, I, I, we we got to get through the other skits too. I mean, oh no, I mean what no. else? No, I mean there's not sure. much else. At a certain point, we're just congratulating ourselves. Yeah. So let's move <laughs> yeah, along. I think, yeah. Um, I uh, it is the evening of May seventeenth. It is the first. We're recording on the first day of the second round, and I don't know how much of the first round you guys caught. I now work a job where I am up late enough and home early enough that hockey is like always on the table for me. Like I can, I can watch generally like sometimes if I'm lucky, like two full games, even in a work day. So I caught a ton of this first round and I don't know if it's, you know, recency bias or just the fact that I was able to take a lot of it in or what exactly. But to me, that felt like maybe the best first round of playoff hockey, certainly in recent memory and maybe of my lifetime, honestly, Um, because obviously it was what five game sevens or four game sevens. Um, Yeah. I don't know how the numbers track out, but it felt like the most I'd ever, I'd ever experienced. I've never seen happen in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I guess what we can, what we can do here is just go through each of the uh, playoff rounds in a sec and, um, and just talk about them. But I guess the first thing we should get to before we get to that is uh, Bruce Boudreaux is back as Canucks coach. Uh, They exercise the option like his option for a second year he'll be making 2.5 million which is definitely in line with uh what he deserves i don't know that there's a ton to say about this because ultimately it concluded the way everyone sort of figured it would and uh it's not really that big of a deal but i think maybe it is worth just pausing for a moment to reflect on the kind of weirdness of uh him not getting an extension. I don't know. What did you guys think about that? I don't think there's much point in extending him until like, you still have a year option. Why would you extend him already? Yeah, I guess. And I, I think the other thing too, is uh, there's some, hes- I think part of the reason I thought that they were hesitating and I assuming this is just an opinion that one of you guys said in the chat that I uh, sure. just digested. <laughs> You're now and my own. Yeah. Uh, but like he ultimately wasn't their hire. Like he wasn't all yeah. in worth of first hire. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that they would have, you know, it makes sense that they waited to extend him or exercise the option. And yeah. it makes sense that they weren't going to extend him to see who else is available, see if someone who is more their guy was available, and just see if it's a fit over a full season. Yeah. I don't really want to criticize Rutherford and Alvin too much here because. I think ultimately like everything they said about it was completely correct with, and, and the fact that they're like not buying it and they're not saying, you know, what Jim Benning would say, which is, Oh, just need, you know, we were 106 point pace after we hired Bruce, blah, 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 blah. Uh, You know, just need a full year of that. Like I'm, I'm very happy that they're not convinced. 
very happy. But the whole that situation means the standard is higher, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, I mean, I I have some, I have kind of a little bit to quibble with the fact that they talked about the team dumping and chasing too much. That's not Bruce. That's the roster. Like him getting the roster to do that was the right decision. And I think it's maybe kind of weird to um, make the assumption that that's how he would coach with a better roster and certainly a better defense core, a more creative defense core. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, I guess my sort of thing about it is like, I just think the whole thing just feels like it's carrying over organizational dysfunction from the last regime, particularly with regard to ownership, not so much with Rutherford and Alvin, but it's just, you have, okay. An owner who hired a coach and now the new, the new management isn't necessarily that sold on the coach. And now you have your second lame duck coach in three years. So that sewers the incentives to, now you have a, a, a management group and a coach that don't necessarily have the same incentives for what they want out of the team or out of the roster or whatever. Um, and then I also just kind of think like it's sort of a, a bad look to have a guy come in, perform that well, have this much of a, a history of performing well in the NHL and playing cheapskate and not just saying yeah. like if, if I was if I was Francesco Aquilini and I wanted to be a good owner and prove to my new management group that I've brought in that I am like giving them a mandate to improve the team. I would say to them, we're going to extend Bruce for two more years. And if that doesn't work out uh, and you guys want to get rid of him after next year, I will pay him not to coach for us. That's fine. This is Mm -hmm. something I already did or was already prepared to do for John Tortorella for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, different because he's also Italian. Too, right? I was about to say, yeah, yeah, Bruce is not a friend of ours. So, um, <laughs> could you, could one of you refresh me on the timeline that happened? Like, basically, did Rutherford not have any input, even if he wasn't technically hired yet? And uh, I mean, because I know there was conversations together between them. This is one of those things where it's like, and I don't know that Rutherford like agrees to it. If he wasn't already kind of in conversation about like, well, that's, kind of nudging, the, that's like... the speculation, but nobody has ever, it doesn't sound like anyone with their finger on the pulse. Who's close to the team has actually come out and said Rutherford and Frank talked and Rutherford signed off on Boudreaux getting hired. Right. Like it's it, just, I, it's always that just comes been to the mind. implication. Right. And it, that just keeps coming to mind whenever the argument, which I, I think is sound uh-huh. um, that, Rutherford and Alvin want to have their own guy. Um, yeah. And I think that's beautiful. But um, <laughs> the other the other thought I had, and, and I, I agree with all of Elliot's points there, is that Boudreaux seems like... I'm going to ignore Tortorelli here for a moment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not going to count that because that was yeah. just a bizarro timeline happening sure. there, yeah. uh, realistically. Boudreaux feels like the first marquee coach that we've ever hired. Yeah. Since... I- Pat I, Quinn, yeah. maybe, but again, yeah. Pat Quinn kind of became that person with us in the first. I place. would say so, yeah. So I would be, I'd be pretty choked to lose Boudreau uh, that quickly, and I know Alvin and Rutherford like aren't going to have that on their mind, but it's just the first thought that comes to mind. I'd be upset if he left. I think even if he's not your guy, 
he is uh, uh, such a big get for the Canucks. And I, I'm just assuming that the next coach that they would hire wouldn't be as marquee and would be somebody who is great in the AHL. And yeah, like remember that season where right when they were considering getting Willie Desjardins, yeah, like the the short list was was pretty terrible, uh, at least in terms of. I don't think anybody on that short short list has achieved anything. Yeah, like I don't as think much as people them... talk about Willie Desjardins, like wasn't one of the other guys like Todd Phillips? Yeah, and, like like it was all AHL guys that I don't know haven't like. Done. Yeah, I, I I think like maybe like you know Mike what they Phil- should have done is they should have they fired john tortorella they should have just promoted mike sullivan <laughs> yep. yeah 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 i was about to say i yeah. think he was one of the guys who was on that list um well i mean no i think they i think they can uh i think they just can't oh, with the entire with everybody else but, yeah right. the entire tortorella staff except for gullitson for whatever reason but yeah basically first marquee coach we've had yeah even if he's not all van and rutherford's guy i i don't want him i don't want him gone uh i'm still uh, mystified by the 10 game was it nine, 10 game winning streak we had on yeah. the Ram. Yeah. I'm still, that's still the biggest shiny toy I've ever received in, yeah, totally. in all my time uh, being Canucks fan. I don't want that to go. So he's also just, he's a fan favorite, right? Like people, mm-hmm. they, I don't think they could have walked away from him this year without people revolting. Honestly, yeah. Like I think, I think it would have put a, that the honeymoon would have been over at that point. And then if you could imagine, like whoever comes in after him doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out, or the yeah. Canucks just regress like they probably were going to anyways. Then like, oh man, like it would have been, it would have just been okay. You're one, you're not even your first full season into, um, you know. Uh, the new management group and already there's like a bad taste in people's mouth, but you know what? doesn't matter. Uh, it all went down the way we thought it was going to do. He's coming back. Who cares? Uh, it's all water under the bridge and you know, we'll uh, see what we're talking about this time next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right. So I think that's all we can say. All there yeah. is to say about Pedro. Yeah. Could I, uh, are we going to go back to talking about the rest of the playoffs? I was, uh, that's where I was headed. Yes. But if there's okay. something else you want to bring up first, that's it's, okay. It's still, it's still in the same vein. Sure. Um, did I tell you about, uh, Oh fuck. This relies on my phone being within reach. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, okay. I think I can, I can still go ahead with it, but, okay. uh, I'm doing a hockey pool with, uh, with my partner's family. Oh, there's sure. Anyways, it's a very simple hockey pool. So it was meant to be very accessible to everybody. And, and the whole gist of it is just that everybody has to get, has to pick two, 12 players from each conference uh, right at the beginning. And the hope is that right. as many of your 12 players are still around uh, yes. in the finals and, you know, you can get it's, and it's just by points and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm coming out on top right now because six <clears throat> of my picks from each conference. Yeah. One of them is all from Colorado and one of them is all from Florida. Yeah. But I just need to drop this from my Colorado picks. Yes. I picked six Colorado Avalanche players. Yeah. I forgot to pick Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> Which is so funny. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I picked Val Nichuskin. Yeah, uh, but you didn't pick Nathan I didn't McKinnon. pick Nathan McKinnon. Well, somewhere like J.D. Burke mistake. is smiling. 
about yeah. that, yeah. that decision. Holy shit. Uh, here to, sorry, here to say unkill Macar. Oh, yeah. I just saw that, too. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, just on the subject of uh, Val Nichushkin, what a funny, like, career arc that guy has had. Like, he's playing on the top line now with Rantanen and McKinnon. And uh, I think I had a, a tweet like a few weeks ago where I was like, you know, me in 2014, Nachushkin is uh, better than Horvat. Me in 2018, oh boy, <laughs> sure regret saying that. Me in 2022, Nachushkin is better than Horvat. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just what a what a fucking guy. Uh, I I he's such a two way force. Like I really uh, I really like him. It's great pickup by. Uh, Colorado just plucking him out of total obscurity and the being in the dregs of his career. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's as good a place to start as any. I I'll try, we'll try to do this in the order of elimination. I think I'll, I'll do my best to remember what that was, but did you guys catch much of the Colorado uh, Nashville series? That was the series that I, I caught yes. the least amount of. Okay. But I caught a couple of random periods of it. Fair enough. Yeah. And like, uh, Colorado was just just completely stomping the Predators. Like. Steamrolled, yeah. yeah. Uh, I the, the one thing, the one nice thing you can say about uh, the Predators is Connor Ingram played really well. Um, so that's good for them. But uh, I, friend of the show, Mike Gould, uh, took the Preds in the first round in his predictions. And I'm not trying to put him on blast, but I just saw that and it shook me so much that I... I decided to give them two games in my, uh, like in my predictions, I was like, Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Colorado and six then. Cause I was like, damn, this guy took the Preds. Like what am I missing something? And, um, no, I, w- I don't think I was missing anything. I think, uh, I think Mike was just trying to, I don't know, maybe just take my old Hot strategy day. of pick the, pick the upset in every series. So that if you're right, you look like a genius, and if you're wrong, like nobody remembers. It's a good bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, down, I think uh, I think Colorado's going all the way in the West. Um, the game we're watching right now, it's tied, but Colorado has eight more shots than St. Louis. So, yeah, like I think it makes a lot of sense to have the ABS going all the way from the West, just yes. because like there's no way that either Alberta team is going to come out of that series. In better hole. shape than yeah than the abs come out of this one. I think that makes yeah, perfect like sense. They're gonna I mean they may not steamroll the blues the same way they did the Preds, but like it should be more straightforward. And then they're yes. gonna get whatever corpse of a team is left after. Uh Alberta has its civil war. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we will we will get to that one in a moment, but I think the next one up is uh the other team in this series, St. Louis versus Minnesota. This that was the one series that I did not really catch was, very much yeah. of. That was also the one surprise for me. Yes. I took, um, I went six and two with my first round predictions. I did a bracket and everything. Uh, and that was one of the two that I got wrong. And uh, I think, you know, I was talking to someone from an NHL organization who told me don't buy the wild. Like St. Louis is going to do this. They have a really deep team and a really good team. And, also that they, before. they have, um, I've also heard from, uh, more than one, uh, very well-connected person or, uh, like team employee that St. Louis actually 
like has um very good like uh sort of they, they do better by shot quality and scoring chances than the models that are publicly available show um so that's sort of like a hole in public analysis is like underrating the the st louis blues um kind of a disappointing end to the wilds like one of their best seasons ever i think um you know i don't i don't really have a ton to say about either of those teams but um it definitely like i was kind of bummed it still to feels see. weird to me that like the blues won the cup three seasons ago yeah <laughs> absolutely like that does um, not seem like a correct opinion like a correct thing that happened yeah, that's another uh, that's another example of we were talking about this before we started recording, but that's another example of like a get in and anything can happen kind of team that like people retcon the St. Louis Blues as being like, oh, no, like they're like the L.A. Kings, like they were this great team. They fucking sucked for a half a year. The they were the team in the league. They were literally yeah. the worst team in the league. Like, I don't believe in the ethos of get in and anything can happen. Like I, I, the way it's usually applied, but the St. Louis blues are like on the level of the LA Kings in terms of like, damn, didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. If you have a hot team. goalie, a lot of things can happen. A lot more things can happen. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure the, the I mean, look Jordan, at Dallas. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get we'll to get there a little bit later, but uh, the uh, I'm also pretty sure the Blues aren't even using Bennington as their starter anymore. So, um, wait, no, hilarious. they, they, Bennington's in this game. Oh, I is he? That. Okay, I'm pretty Cause, sure. Because who's the who's their other guy? I believe um, roster. Oh, Ville Huso, I believe. How'd you get that faster than me? But okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I I didn't pull it up. I just remembered. Um, okay. And let me take a look here. Yeah, Huso. Huso is on first. They, <laughs> they, they split. Uh, starts like pretty. Austin evenly, Watson's actually. on second. I, uh, hmm. uh, what's the third one? I how's on third? No, Gordy has on third. Yeah, I don't know. all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, no, looking at this, <laughs> like, you, uh, <laughs> like Huso and Bennington played like almost the same amount of games. Huso played three more, so maybe it's even just because of injuries or whatever. But Huso had the better season. Bennington was really mediocre this season, actually. So that that'll be an. Hey, I remember thing to reading watch that for. too, but you know yeah. what? Goalies. This is the thing, though, is that the the thing about the playoffs and about goaltending is you can't win in the playoffs without great goaltending, but you can absolutely win in the playoffs without a great goaltender. Like, it happens all the time. Like fucking Jordan Bennington. Like, yeah, three years ago has like one of the best seasons ever. And now he's a 901 goalie. <laughs> Matt Murray, another great example. Um, mm-hmm. Cam Ward, like, um, look, is this just me stunting on David Quadrelli about his goalie takes? <laughs> kind of. But yeah, you can absolutely win with uh, a mediocre goaltender. He just can't be mediocre in the playoffs. Um, then you're fucked. You need a goalie who can get hot for two months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, which good uh, luck with getting that to line up with the playoffs because there's a lot of goalies <laughs> have been good for two months, but that's all yeah. you really need. And speaking of questionable goaltending, I think the next one up is the Panthers and 
uh, caps, which was one I caught quite a lot of. I don't know about you guys, but um, Vias, I, I know you were kind of keeping your eye on the Panthers. Um, they were one of your picks to go all the way. Did you catch much of that series or? I, I caught like the first two or three games of it. Uh, I caught the games that Washington was doing very well in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was more like scoreboard to shock whenever I saw, whenever yeah, I checked totally. in in South Florida. Well, not shock, but you know, but this, this happens to some great teams. Uh, they haven't really been in the playoffs significantly before. And they're, yeah. uh, I mean, the first team, since, series win since, since 1996, right? Yeah. Insane. And yeah. then also having Drew there, the team has to like, that changes the whole structure skeleton yeah. of the roster as well. So I, uh, I wasn't surprised that they needed some time to get their bearings. I was surprised that Washington won. I I was kind of upset about it because I didn't want Oveshkin to score a bunch of goals that wouldn't count towards his record. Because like those are he needs the <laughs> yeah. rest. He's the yeah, same totally. for the regular season. That's, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. that's the cup. The, you're, oh yeah, they're not they're not going to win a cup. They don't they don't have the personnel for that. It matters so, way. It matters more than winning a cup too. You, at this point, they that. have their cup. They have a cup, yeah. And ultimately, do you know how many players have won a Stanley Cup? And do you know how many few how few players have beat a Gretzky record? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should have they should have rested Ovechkin for every game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, credit to credit to the Caps who, like, fuck, they really put a scare into the Panthers. Like, yeah, it was gorgeous to watch. It was looking like I was really scared there for a minute. Like when they went into overtime in game six, I was like, fuck, Washington's going to, they're going to pull this off because if they win tonight, I just like any team where all the pressure is on them and they haven't done it before and they go into game seven, like that was, very Canucks, always, that was very Canucks energy. I it always pick the always I always pick the the team with no pressure on them, right? And we'll yeah. you know we'll get to that a little bit more when we talk about uh, the next Florida team. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think that first round series against the Caps definitely puts a little bit of doubt uh, in my mind towards uh, as far as like. Uh, picking the the Panthers to advance further in the playoffs, especially with them now playing the defending champs in round two and being down a game already. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know, Bobrovsky, I, I I don't buy him, and uh, I think we're already kind of starting to see the the cracks. So I would not be surprised if uh, if this is as good as it gets for them. But um, yeah, he's going to get outplayed by Vasilevsky. I assume. Yeah. Is there another goalie that, well, okay. I guess the, the Rangers goalie is, uh, okay. I keep mixing up whoever the Rangers goalie is. It's Shesterkin. It is Shesterkin. Okay. Yeah, I keep yeah. thinking it's Gregoriev. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I know he's the backup, but yeah. anyway, it's, I mix up my Russians, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, is he the worst goalie remaining in the East? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's left in the East? There's Panthers. Carolina, uh, Carolina. Uh, I guess you could, you could make the case that Carolina. Oh yeah, because they have. But, they're, they're but the thing is, is that Anderson right. was a top five goalie this year in terms of just numbers. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you could you could point to prior uh, his prior record, like with the latter day, his latter days with the Leafs. But if you're just purely looking at how 
everyone performed this year. Yeah, Bobrovsky, not just the worst goalie left in, well, yeah, the worst goalie left in the East. I would say the West still has worse goalies than that. But who do you think who do you think that is, Colorado? Uh who's Colorado so, starter? Honestly don't know. I can't I can't even remember. Um so yeah, I mean that's a bad sign, but yeah, and then there's Mike Smith, and then also like if Jordan Bennington is starting games for the Blues, then I don't really. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Oh, Darcy. No, Kemper's good. Kemper's good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. I would say, I would say Bennington and um. Smith are worse than Bobrovsky, but. Um, oh right, of course I cannot forget him. Yeah. Uh. So any anything else on Panthers caps? Uh. Not much. I. I think. Uh... I know I was rooting. I am rooting for them to make the finals, but I, I'm just not sure about this series. What I was hoping is that they were going to play the Leafs uh, and cream the Leafs and go to the finals. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I want them. We'll to the I would love for them to go all the way because you know there's so many old guys. But oh, I have yeah. one last. How thing. on earth are they going to be Tampa? to say about the Panthers because I feel like this needs to be underlined. Um, Carter Verhage has been like a total lights out player for them coming out of nowhere. A guy who was in the ECHL uh, three years ago, I think Um, Verhage and Duclair, both huge uh, like, uh, performers for, for them this season. Uh, and I just wanted to want to underline those were uh, big time computer boy acquisitions. Um, I think Cam Lawrence specifically was the guy who, uh, nice. who, De- who was pretty much on the outs of the league for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, Duclair, touted, in fell. fairness, Duclair was ever anybody online who looks at natural stat trick once in a while was saying didn't have Duclair. But Verhage was like, I think he was a punchline when he was drafted by the Leafs, and um, and credit to credit to Cam Lawrence and to the Panthers, uh, they he's got like he had like fucking fifty six points this year, some crazy thing, and has the most goals in the playoffs, I think. So um, I did yeah. not know he was a Tampa product, and is like he started with the, with the with the Lightning. Verhage, nineteen twenty, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was his. He was drafted by the Leafs, though. Right. I just. Yeah. I, I just but his NHL career started with the with the uh, Lightning. Yeah. 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 That's it's actually kind of funny. The uh, the Panthers have a weird history of like picking up castoffs from Tampa and turning them into really good players. I actually think both teams kind of have a history of doing that with one another. But I know Marcheseau so also started with yeah. Uh, with the lightning and then had a great season uh, with the Panthers. And then of course uh, was traded away by uh, known uh, fax machine uh, <laughs> enemy Dale, <What>? Dale Talon. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, yeah. That's enough on, on uh, Panthers. I believe the the next series is the big one that obviously we have to talk about and that everybody I'm sure who listens wants us to talk about, which is the Leafs. Blow it once again in game seven. Was there ever any doubt? Like I, they got I, confused by the jerseys. They kept passing to the other team. 
yeah, that's not uh, that shouldn't be. They shouldn't be allowed to both have the same jerseys. Toronto should yeah. have to change theirs. The league has to intervene on that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I, I that was so. irresponsible. Yeah, the the Maple Half Leafs serious. should have to go back to the uh, green. <laughs> yeah, they have, those they're green the ones jerseys. who have to revert. Yeah, I, I do like, love Maple that. Maple Leafs are actually green. Yeah, exactly, and so, uh, and they're, they're the worst. Red. They're red. the worst team too. Like, look, we we have to we have to respect the the sacredness of the jerseys of a, of storied franchises <laughs> with multiple Stanley Cups. Which means that you can't change the t- Tampa Bay Lightning jersey because they're that's what they are, not the Leafs. Leafs haven't fucking the Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup against an actual league of teams. That yes. all of their even though they're like second all time, all of their cups are from well, when they so literally they basically won. So Jackson, Jackson, I mostly agree with you. The yeah. only thing is that like you know one of these teams is you know universally renowned to having a blue and white jersey. Yeah. And the other team, the last time they won a Stanley Cup was in black and white. So the, the <laughs> Leafs should have to have a black jersey now. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, the, this was, I think, the one series out of all of them, except for maybe, no, I, the other one was, uh, was, I think the Penguins finished lower than the Rangers technically. Um, but this was the one where I, I picked the quote unquote upset, I picked the lower seed. And it was also my one pick that I made with my heart uh, instead of my brain. I was just like, yeah, Leafs are cursed. They're going to lose to the to the defending champs. No question. Um, what did you guys think? I did watch a bit of the a bit of the uh, seventh game of the series. Sure. Yeah. But uh... I watched I watched probably two or three games of the series. Um mostly perplexed by the jerseys uh (laughs) i i did think that toronto could have could have walked out of that one yeah Um, absolutely i I am still surprised by by how it ended uh like literally just the circumstances how they how they ended it um yeah i remember back to game seven uh i i'm just i'm curious about and i could obviously read read about this by myself yeah well whatever what what is Toronto going to do as a result? Uh, Sounds like I nothing. I, I hope they don't do anything. Me too. Because uh, I, I obviously we want Dubas to stay. And we want guys like that to be incentivized. Well, to keep I mean, like that. the thing with Dubas is that like he's been the general manager there now. What four years? He has. But this is yeah. their best season ever. Yeah, and and so I I, I have mixed thoughts on this. So. Okay, first of all, the hilarious thing about this series is that, like, Toronto, like, you can't point to any of the cliche stuff. Like, goaltending, Jack Campbell had a couple of uh, shaky games, but he was mostly pretty good. Um, He certainly wasn't the reason they lost. I guess you could maybe argue if they had a really elite goalie, maybe maybe they take one more game. I don't know, but I don't think you can point to him. All their top players played really well, uh, scored lots. Coaching was good. Like on paper, they probably shouldn't change anything. Um, but it's it's very funny that after all this time, like they still just can't get over the hump. Um, but I I will say like looking at what Dubas has done, like 
he doesn't necessarily strike me as a guy who like, obviously he had the, the reputation of being this analytics guy or whatever, but like he picked Justin hole over Jared McCann. Yeah. And like he, he brought in Tavares at a ton of money. Um, and like that hasn't really paid off. Um, he went out and got Cody CC and was like married to CC for a really long time. Like, I don't necessarily know that, um, that it's not kind of an all sizzle, no steak kind of situation with him. Um, and that like, it, it's, he's sort of, um, like a better version of John Chaka where it's just like, well, he's young. Yeah. And so he I must be a stats guy. That. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's hundred percent the case because he's done some good stuff as well, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I think there there's, there's two sort of different ways you can, you can go here. You can, you can look at it and just say, look, he's had enough time and he hasn't done an am- amazing enough job even in the regular season to warrant bringing him back. Or you can look at this and say the year before Tampa Bay won the cup, they got swept in the first round by the Columbus blue jackets. And they did absolutely. They made absolutely no changes. And yeah. Then so like, that's thing that like I find really like, that's one of the narratives that I want to latch on to is yeah. before Tampa won the cup, they got swept by Columbus Yeah. for Columbus is what first ever playoff series victory. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, on the other hand, at least Tampa before that was good. Yeah, exactly. And they, they would had go multiple deep. years of. Yeah, had a like, that was that was a shock. That was already yeah. that was already a shock at that yeah. time. It wasn't yeah. as if that was just something that happens. It wasn't everybody being like, "This is what happened because it's what what's fated to happen." Yeah. Like time no, is was a just flat like, oh, circle that's of weird. the Leafs losing every single elimination game possible. Yeah, ten in a row now. Ten in a row, um, and more to the point, if getting embarrassed in the first round was going to do anything to them. Wouldn't that have been losing to the Habs? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I honestly do think like when the uh, story of, of this team is written, this is not going to be the one that people remember because this was just one of those situations where you go out in game seven, you play really well, and you just get bested yeah. by Any the... other team could have lost in seven to the defending two-time cup champs, and nobody would everyone would just be like, Yeah, yeah. that's that's what happens. Yeah, like, exactly. It's and the last loss. It's the it's loss the, of the house. It's the last two. It's it's losing the play in round. Yeah, that too. To the blue jackets and then losing to the Montreal Canadians, who are the wor- who were the worst team in the league this year. Um, and I, I think honestly, like that's really the, the thing that I, I guess if you, I guess if you weren't convinced after those two losses, then you might as well bring Dubas back for one more year. Yeah. Before and the other thing that I want to the other narrative that I want to latch onto mm. to use to explain this, or that would explain my hesitation in Toronto's seat to do anything drastic is yeah. The most successful franchise of my childhood was the Red Wings. Yeah. And for the longest time, they had the reputation of being choke artists. Um, I can't remember if it was Shanahan or Iserman. Sure. Iserman. 
I believe. Iserman yeah. was continuously lambasted as a guy who could not get it done in the playoffs yeah. until he did. Also and an so- example, too, of a team where, like, they started winning cups when Iserman was way past his prime. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's what happens with this team. Like, maybe maybe it's not the Tavares-led uh, team that that really, like, gets it done. Maybe it's when, maybe it's when, like, Matthews and Marner and Nylander are all like in their late twenties, early thirties. Like who knows? Like maybe, maybe they win a cup with like a late bloom, late blooming core. Yeah. Or like, like uh, the caps. That's another great example yeah, of that's, like, that's the example that we should be looking at. Yeah, totally. So yeah, they, they, I mean, they also got... like, this is an opinion that I've stolen from JD, but like, sure. what move are you going to make that actually makes the team better? Yeah. yeah. You have to make up, you have to make up a solution here. And I, I that that would be, Malpractice to do that. They like just maybe you win a Nylander trade. Oh, maybe. I think you. I think maybe. Nylander is the one trade you definitely lose. Like I, I just think like around the league, the Elliot Friedman always has that that saying about like when you're drowning, people don't throw you uh, uh, a life preserver; they throw you an anvil. Yeah. And <laughs> and I just think like with with um, it, let, let's just say. If somebody calls me up about uh, William Nylander, I am trying very hard to make the 2022 version of Hall for Larson. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's and, true. And I just think like, like I, I, I it, what they should do is try to move Tavares, but I don't know if they can. That's yeah, the only just, thing. You just have to get a get like all the aging at once. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the one that if they can do it, they should. But I don't know yeah. if they can. Um, Look, they just got unlucky. They, yeah, they they're the higher seed against the defending two-time Stanley Cup champs. They're that's that's super bad luck. They they arguably lost this once the playoff uh, seeding happened. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is this is a format loss. Uh, I don't I don't. There's there's no obvious glaring hole. Maybe if they offer Ian Clark fifty million dollars under the table, <laughs> yeah. switch teams. Or they get a new coach because Sheldon Keefe isn't a marquee coach that uh, is is worth. He's not a marquee coach, but he was the toast of the AHL for years before he came up. So, like, yeah, I mean, anyways, uh, moving on. There's just not much to say, though. Oilers, Kings, I believe, is next. Um, Kings were playing with house money in this one. Love to see uh, Troy Stetcher score two goals. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we'll probably circle back to him so that I can rant about something in a second, sure. but, um, you know, thoughts, thoughts on, uh, the Oilers advancing past the Kings in seven. I think they kind of got lucky with the format here. Maybe not lucky, but, mm. uh, there, there was a clear imbalance and for LA, it was, it was a learning experience. Obviously they're not going to see it like that, but, uh, it was yeah. good for that, for that squad to go through that. Um, it is hilarious to me that Edler was it Edler and Setcher were the only defensemen who had playoff experience. Is that is that true? Uh, there was some... No, I mean Doughty. No. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Well, uh, and, no, injured? Doughty. Does Martinez still play for them? Uh, maybe I'm. I thought maybe Martinez I'm was in Vegas. Okay, maybe Martinez. Yeah, yeah is he's in not Vegas there now. anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah. But I, I think there's like a hilarious amount of like veteran stats uh, getting chalked up to Edler. 
That's uh, funny. Just yeah. just because uh, the rest of the Kings were so young. And that uh, is I just definitely... can't look at the Kings being in the playoffs without being like, how were they better later than the Canucks and better sooner? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know why. That is absolutely why yeah. is pretty much the only thing we've talked about over the past three years. <laughs> yeah, bye for sure. Yeah, we could end the episode here. Yeah, it uh, is true. Like, uh, and I, I, I'll just say about the Kings, like, um they took advantage of just the Pacific being really bad and sneaking into that third spot. I don't, I think, you know, if they played in the East, I don't think they would have been a, uh, a, uh, a playoff yeah, caliber team. Not much to sniff at. And their but, best moments were when McDavid was on the ice and they had to rely on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as the Oilers are concerned, another team that like, I don't think are particularly good. They just have the best player in the world. And they drew an easy, what should have been an easy out in the first round, and it still went to seven. So, um, you know, I hate the Oilers. Uh, I don't have the only possible reason you could possibly have to root for them. Uh, If you're a Canucks fan, Zach Cassian, um, you know, fair enough. But they're they're in successive rounds now. They're playing against more ex-Canucks on the other team. Uh, that both against Canucks the Kings. for longer and more light. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the only other reason you would have to, to root for the Oilers is Ben Stelter. Um, and Ooh. they fucking, uh, the fucking Oilers fans turned around and uh, a bunch of them tried selling this, uh, this kid with cancers minted uh, hockey card for like 200 bucks. So like, God fuck Oilers fans so much. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the story here. What, okay, uh, so Ben Stelter is a five-year-old kid with um, some kind, some type of uh, very aggressive brain cancer okay. um, who's become like this, just, he's extremely cute. He's, he's had a ton of ra- radiation done, so his face is like very, very um, chipmunky, and I say that with like all the love in the world, like he is a cute fucking kid. Um, and he's just become this like kind of like folk hero in Edmonton. The Oilers are something like during the regular season, they were something like nine and O or 10 and O with him in the building. Um, you know, everybody in Edmonton loves this kid. Cause he's cute and he's an Oilers fan or whatever. And so upper deck minted a like Oilers card for him with him on it. Right. And they were giving it away at one of the games. And then after the game, people were on eBay found people selling these cards for like 200, 300. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you so think like, some of, do you think some of that is upper deck's fault? No. Like, do you think they could have, <laughs> they should have known that somebody was going to pull that kind of move ahead of time? No. If only they could like digitally register the cards in a non-transferable <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I mean, it's like your, your options is upper deck is you either do it or you don't. Yeah. And exactly. like, yeah, it's, and, I'm sure that's fucking dope for him and his family or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, fuck, fuck, the other thing fuck Edmonton, fuck Edmonton Oilers fans. Is the more Edmonton <laughs> loses, the sooner McDavid gets traded. Yeah. yeah. And that will be fun for everyone else. That would be, yeah. I I want uh, McDavid to hit free agency and, and just like, you know, do the do the fucking LeBron thing and just like assemble a team on his own that's designed to win like a bajillion championships and then also make like a ton of money in the process. 
Um, yeah, I'll. I have a, a lot of thoughts on uh, top players getting getting paid, but I'll I'll save it for an episode where there's less to talk about. Um, that's. I think that's that's enough on. Oilers Kings, eh? Nothing. Yeah, my more to like say. my only thought about them is going to be reflected in the Calgary Oilers discussion. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, sure. uh, I do just want to say to, um, I brought this up on on Twitter, but uh, a lot of people are very stupid about Troy Stetcher, um, saying things like, "Oh, the uh, you know the Red Wings didn't want him," and you know, as we all know from being in Vancouver for eight years, every general man every general manager in the NHL is a genius who never makes mistakes, and if they don't like somebody, then that means he must be bad. Um, and if and- the goal is to uh- use the cap more efficiently than any other team to get as much talent under the radar. You should be picking up players. Other teams don't want because they're players that other teams don't value enough. Yes. Uh, And the final thing I will say about Troy Stetcher is uh, to everyone who said he was bad in the playoffs. uh, He literally had the best even strength goal differential of any player on the Canucks by quite a large margin plus nine. Uh, The goal is to score more goals than the other team. He literally was better at every than every other Canuck at that. If uh, and the thing that I don't understand about about that is like that's like an eye test thing. Like you should you if you fucking watched the games, you would have seen that he was on the ice for more goals than for than against. So like where this idea comes from that he was bad for a team's defense that universally was bad in the playoffs and also scored like a fucking game winning goal or whatever in the first round against the blues. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, What's, what's the deal about talking about whether he's going to go back to LA is there. And what I mean is, is there a chance he's coming back? I don't think he'll go back to LA just because they have young guys that they want. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Stetcher fucking finds himself on the outside looking in again, um, just because of the fact that the teams that would want him have really good defenses. Um, you know, the kind of teams that would, that would value him. Right. Um, the teams that are good at evaluating defensemen and therefore would like him God. also have a lot of, good you know, defensemen. you know where he, he might end back. up, you know, where he might end up that wouldn't shock me because I don't, I think they have room for him where is Columbus. Because hmm. they've got he needs to come Cam home. Lawrence and 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 uh, Josh Weisbach now, so you know they might have right. somebody in that room to advocate for him. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, that brings us. I believe we have uh, two two left. Is that right? Um, oh or maybe maybe three. <laughs> let's just okay. let's, let's just talk about the Calgary one and then go to round two. No, okay, I want to. I want to talk about Carolina. Boston. I want to talk about Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> call me when you're done. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just didn't watch any of these games. I, I had no. I, oh, I see. I made sure to lo- watch the uh, Boston yes. losing game. Yeah, uh, I did watch that. Yes. Carolina rocks. Uh, Boston played them super hard. I was super worried about that out for them. I think they drew like one of the toughest outs in the first round. Uh, Boston. Actually, you could make the case that even outplayed them because, of course, they did because it's fucking Boston. Um, but, uh, you know, they pull it off. I think that team's going all the way, especially now that yeah. um, I've seen what I've seen from Florida. I, I'm, 
I feel very confident about my pick taking them to the to the final and even to win it all. I mean, they're only up against the Rangers. Um, Got to say that I hate Marshawn even more for making me uh, have to take his side on the him versus Tony D. Yeah. Feud. I mean, and that's that's the, the thing about the Hurricanes is they have Tony D and they have Max Domi. And uh, yeah, I mean, I understand why people hate those guys. But, it is uh, funny that that's like the most explicitly that an NHL team has like milkshake duct. Yeah, absolutely. Like everybody loves the Carolina Hurricanes, the spunky team that does the thing that makes Don Cherry mad. And then they just, no, look, they just, yeah, they just uh, signed these two guys. Uh, make a, uh, you know, get rid of Dougie Hamilton and bring in Tony D'Angelo, which is a great way to get hockey fans pissed off at you, but also undeniably paid off extremely well. <laughs> so who's to say if it's good or not? Um, don't have anything to say about that. Uh, eat shit, Bruins. Hilarious. Uh, glad they lost. Uh, Rangers, Penguins. What can you say about that? Except, uh, you know, Penguins got goalied. I will say I took the Penguins in that one. Since the stats started to be tracked, um, that is the best performance by a team that's lost in the first round uh, by expected goals. 63% or something. Um, Shesterkin. Uh, what can you say? That's all I have to say about that. Okay. The one that Vias has been waiting for that everyone's been waiting for Dallas and Calgary. Um, well, Vias, I'll let you have the floor. Um, this was such a fun series to watch. Uh, I am really, I am. I thought I've... it was fucking boring as shit. <laughs> I Dallas. thought every game sucked except for game. Okay, seven. you know what? I'm I'm high off of game seven overtime. Okay, time. it was the it was the only game seven or like yeah, it was the only game seven overtime when I watched, and I just kept thinking about the John Boys tweet. Uh, yes, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not gonna go pull it up again, but no. uh, I was uh, I was super excited for it, and I have been wanting Calgary to win this whole time because I've been wanting to do a road trip to Calgary yes. uh, to watch a game, and so they need to win games for me to still have time to go see him uh yeah uh jake ottinger is is uh phenomenal uh yeah that that kept reminding me of uh luongo in game one of the dallas series in 07 except stretched out over seven games yeah uh which is insane to me it reminded me of luongo in the poop game yeah because i that that's the one that i remember the most in terms of like uh just the other team outclassing us so badly and just being kept in it by um by Luongo because mm-hmm. that that if i remember correctly the canucks had like still had like way more shots uh in game 1 against dallas but whatever it doesn't matter i think they did you're right yeah uh that was that was just uh us having trouble against turco who is yes yeah terrible to play against but, but... yes it was luongo esque for sure yeah uh, I guess I don't have too much to say about it. It's it's more that I'm just more excited about the next series. Of course. Uh, yeah. I think we once everybody realized that there was a chance that, that series wouldn't happen, everybody was just kind of like, come on, you have to do this. Could you imagine if we had gotten Stars Kings in the second round? How much <laughs> that would have fucking sucked. God, I hate the Dallas Stars. Like, they <laughs> fucking suck so much. I really don't like them. I really don't like their new jerseys. Garbage. I like their black and neon green jerseys. Um, really? Yeah, I do. I think they're cool. They're like I'm laser tag with you, Jackson McDonald. Nah. It would be Other cool if the rest of the rink was had the lights turned off. 
That would be yeah. yeah that would yeah, be dope. Sure, but then you wouldn't that. be able to see glow in the dark puck. Yeah, first they of all, do it. yeah, yeah. Bring back Fox tracks. It's fine. It's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, the technology I just, wasn't ready yet. I don't know what it is about the Dallas Stars that I hate, but I just I really do hate them and. Uh, I fucking hated when they went all the way to the final playing their awful, boring hockey. I hate any time a team does that. Um, yeah, they were only in that game because of Ettinger and then also, or Ottinger. I can never remember which one's which. Um, uh, I feel like people said Ettinger when he was first drafted and then it changed. Um, yeah, they were only in it because of him and also Calgary kind of uh, seemed like they were i don't know uh in their own heads a little bit too much for the first a yeah. uh, little while there but um yeah i just I kept mean, texting dustin anytime something bad happened saying daryl knows what to do partially <laughs> half because i did kind of believe it and yeah. half was just to just to calm him down <laughs> I uh, I definitely thought they were going to blow it when it went to overtime game seven, but then yeah. they literally uh, the, but then the stars literally did not get a single scoring chance over the entire overtime. Yeah. That was, that was their hemmed in. The ice was tilted for sure. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was funny too, when uh, they won and everyone on the flames bench exploded. And then Daryl Sutter uh, just looked like he just like, you know, ran into an old neighbor at the grocery store. <laughs> Like he's like, oh, <laughs> totally like. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's a very good impression. That that one noise you made. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. So can we talk about round two now? We can. We can talk a little bit about round two. Um, okay, I think the only way we're not the only way, but I think the main way that Calgary gets to win the series is if Milan Lucic kills Connor McDavid. Yeah. Um, I what the stats are pretty clear that Edmonton is a horseshit team without him on the ice, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. it's just it's just too unsustainable. I I uh this series or or whatever, if they win and continue on, I don't I don't think there's a chance in hell that they can do anything without him. And also their defenseman, their defense is uh full of holes. I mean it's pretty bad. Their goaltending is, is very injured. questionable. <laughs> Mike Smith and Mike Smith and, <laughs> and uh Koskinen, yeah, like Mike Smith should continue on. He should join whatever team beats him. Like he should join the flames. <laughs> yes. After well, this. Yeah. He has the jerseys. Want the entertainment. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If I go to a game, and I don't want to drive all the way up to Edmonton because sure. I looked at a map once and saw that that was much further than I thought. Yeah. Uh, should I wear a Canucks jersey or should I wear like something red? Um. Do you if you have, have the... a Canucks, actually, you know what. What? If you're going to wear a Canucks jersey, you have to wear like a Canucks jersey. Uh, I, that's a Markstrom or a Tanov jersey. Oh, uh, I do have you covered on that front. Do you? Do you have a Tanov jersey? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I, this is what I, I made off. I, um, but I was just wearing something red. What size are you? <laughs> yeah. Wear, uh, wear a, uh, if it, the, it's the a correct medium in like be, the old Reebok sizing. If you had mm, the old, uh, the is, old sockeye. Uh, red Canucks jersey that would be the, oh yeah the I can I can find that one I can um, definitely find that one oh, oh yeah, yeah then do that, that that's perfect what you do. yeah oh. um yeah I uh I don't care about this series as much as I feel like everyone else does um same I really? do think it's cool because I know like the Battle of Alberta hasn't happened in the playoffs in a long time it's a good rivalry I'm sure it will produce some good games but uh, like for me, like the Battle of Florida is 
has two teams that I think are like uh, better maybe, but, but definitely more fun to watch. Um, I, and, I'm, and yeah. this isn't my, this isn't part of my bet or anything. Cause I think Florida, I think the finals will be without thinking about the road to the finals is sure. Florida, Colorado. I could okay, easily yeah. see Tampa just, well, didn't Tampa win four one today? They yeah, did, could, but, but I will say as someone who watched that game, Florida played very well. Okay. It was much closer than the, the lightning got a late, got two like really late ones. Um, Tampa or uh, Florida should be happy with how they played. Uh, it's just, I, you know, I think they're getting Bobrovsky and I, I just don't, I really, really worry about that in a series against one of the best teams in the league and a team that's, that's done it twice, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I think at this point with the lightning taking that first game, if you're making any predictions, you kind of have to take the lightning now because yeah, obviously, yeah, like statistically they're up one and then they're also the defending champs and they played so well in the first round and Florida kind of eh, was okay in the first round, but you know, I mean, the Florida also won the president's trophy. So mm-hmm. it's a tough one. Yeah, let's let's move on then. Yeah, uh, Car- Rangers, Carolina, Rangers, Carolina. Fucking, I hate Carolina. the Rangers. Who Next. cares? Take Carolina because yeah, no shit. Uh, what could New York do to beat this team? Goalie, Shesterkin. Yeah, goalie. It's just right. goalie. Yeah, and and I mean, if there is any team that can get goalied, it's Carolina because they just always they don't have finishing talent with with finishing. Yeah. Um. So you know, I mean, I. It wouldn't shock me, but neither would any outcome in the second round at this point. So, yeah. Uh, and then that just leaves what Colorado St. Louis missing. Uh, yeah. Colorado St. Louis. We're watching we right now. A little bit right already. I mean, I think Colorado's earmarked to go to the finals, especially after seeing like how well they played in the first round against a shitty opponent versus Calgary, who are their biggest competition. Uh, fuck. I might think I wouldn't be surprised if they have a harder time against St. Louis than they did, would against Calgary, yeah. theoretically. Yeah, St. Louis will sneak right by you. I mean, you saw when I saw the Ryan O'Reilly goal earlier today, like, it just came out of nowhere. They didn't need – St. Louis did not need momentum to get one in. Yeah. Uh, whereas Colorado, I feel – every time I watch Colorado, it's all Colorado in the other team's zone. Yeah. Uh, getting amazing shots off, but then they, they kind of get goalied. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, the shot volume – does go their way but st louis is out of any team that that could counter that it's it's st louis i mean the the people who took colorado to win the cup this year like really picked the perfect year kind of to pick colorado because like their path's not that hard they didn't win the president's trophy this year but they were the second best team in the league so they don't have they have a little bit more playoff experience than some of the better teams and uh you know, they're, they're just really good. So, uh, you know, I picked Carolina, but that is, that was partly a, um, you know, I mean, fuck, I'm rooting for them because of Reese. It's not complicated. Um, <laughs> I don't think if he hadn't been hired there that I w- would have picked them. I probably in my bracket, I probably would have picked Colorado like I did on the show. So yeah. yeah. Um, anything else that we should get to uh, before we sign off? 
Uh, I think this no. has been a pretty pretty full episode, honestly. Yeah, I think I think I think we're done. I mean, uh, just keep an eye out because we we do want to get an episode done with uh, with a bunch of members of the sports stack, including yes. Ramina Schla. Uh, it'd be good to see uh, Lube Flube back. Uh, <laughs> Lube, <laughs> good old <laughs> Lube. I forgot it's Flube. Uh, yes, I, it, you know why? It's because I think well, it's Hawk and Lube, and I think Hawk and exactly, I think Hawk and Lube. Uh, yeah, no, fair so, enough. Oh, wait, no, that's why his name is literally that, isn't it? Yes, right. it is. And this is literally the thing <laughs> shut up. Shut that you, you said on up. the last time he was on. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been so long. <laughs> it has been. It, it has been a long time. Year. I look forward to hopefully, yeah, doing, doing uh, maybe, maybe even more than one thing with the Scorch Stack. We, our collaborations the with, with the Scorch Stack, stack are, are, are just beginning. Um, yes. So, yeah. yeah, look out for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Failson McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at Vyasteran. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. Don't forget to follow the show at Roxy Fever. Um, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. We are going to be recording something uh, for that later this month. But we are. I can also promise that in the very, very, very near future, we actually recorded uh, like literally 20 minutes with Rams for the one uh three minute clip that's in the show so i'm gonna post the entire oh, audio of us oh, doing nice. the mascot fuckability rankings good, uh, good, on good. the patreon yeah. for the good people who have stuck by with us through uh, a lot of bullshit and um you know problems with producing content and stuff so yeah uh thanks for listening and um send your hate mail to who who do i say at Dallas Stars on Twitter for their fucking boring ass hockey that I hated. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.